Hello, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and it truly is my pleasure to bring you this encouraging words this morning. If you would, we're going to just go ahead, jump right in and bow. Most gracious and heavenly Father, God, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you. God, you've been so good to us. God, even in your creating us, you have been marvelous. Thank you for what you have already done on our behalf. Thank you for what you have already gifted us with, what you have already given. And we're just going to be so careful today. We just want to hear from you, from heaven's throne, God, so that we will be like it says in the 139th Psalm, verse 14. We recognize that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and that my soul will know right well. Bless us today indeed, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, amen. God bless each and every one of you. Today, we are continuing the gifted series. Gifted, you are gifted. And today, make ready. Part two, make ready. We're going to Romans chapter number 12. And I am going to read it. Let me pull it up from the Christian Hallman Standard Version. Sorry about that. <clears throat> I am going to read it. I'm used to the King James, and so that's why I'm going to go to a different version for you today, just to make sure that we get all. Isn't that good? Good news. We get all. Romans chapter number 12, verses 1 through 8 is where I'm going to be today. And the Bible records for us, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly, as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Now, as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. According to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy, use it according to the standard of one's faith. If service, in service. If teaching, in teaching. If, if exhorting, in exhortation. Giving with generosity, leading with diligence, showing mercy with cheerfulness. That ends verse eight. Now, if you were in the King James, you probably heard it a little bit differently. I beseech thee, brethren, by the mercies of God. I urge thee, I plead with you by God's mercy. When we talk about that and we look at the gifts, and the, let me just back up for a moment. The reason I'm doing this gifted series is first and foremost, I believe everyone is gifted. If you do not remember that, go back to the first part of this series. You are gifted. God has done something miraculous in you. He has given you something that no one else has. He has placed you together, fitted it into a body yours 
that you then might be able to do something different. People look at you and marvel and say, how do you do what you do the way you do it? And your answer is God. And so Paul, as he's writing this, he is pleading, he is urging, he is asking, he is saying, hey, based on the mercy of God, I want you to present yourself as a living sacrifice. All that you are, all that you have become, all that you have grown into, I want you to present your entire self based on God's mercy. What's God's mercy? It's not giving you what you do deserve. And I put it this way, it's withholding punishment. He doesn't punish us. He doesn't give us all the consequences that we need. Can I get a living witness? I know that I know. He says, by the mercies of God, that you do not, that not only do you present yourself as a living sacrifice, a testimony, uh, we get to bear some crosses that others don't bear. And I just recently asked the Lord, why am I going through the cross that I'm going through? Why did I have to go through that divorce? Why did I have to go through the loss of a child? Why did I have to do all of those things? And what I heard in my spirit was so that you can help others get through. You're strong enough to go through but you're smart enough to learn the lesson in going through and being able to reach back and guide some others and help them through their grieving process that you had to be put on your butt so that you would be able to not only get up, but reach back and lend a hand to help others get up too. How do you argue with that? You don't. You just go through. But it also continues in verse two to say, be not conformed to this world. And I know we've been taught to be conformed. Be like little Johnny. Do like Sarah Sue. Want you to do and to be and to grow up to be like them. Children should be seen and not heard. We recognize you need to be a conformer. You don't need to be going rogue. You don't need to be a maverick. You need to do what everybody else is doing in the classroom at the time that they're doing it in the craft classroom, the way that they're doing it in the classroom. You need to conform. But the Bible tells us, and let me, before someone takes this out of context, I'm not giving you permission to just go off the grid and do whatever you want to do. No, you follow God's word. If whatever is happening is going against what God's word says, then you don't conform. That's what the disciples did. Should we obey you or should we obey God? Acts chapter number four and five. No, we obey God. We don't even have to answer that question. So we're not conformed to this world. We're not like everyone else. God created us special. He says we are his chosen people, a peculiar. Yeah, that's what we are. We're peculiar, according to the King James. So here's what I want you to take from this today. I'm not going to delve into all the different gifts that I've mentioned, the prophecy and the mercy and the exhortation and the teaching, all of those. We're going to do that next week. But I'm going to start with just five things that I want you to take away from this. You are important. You are special. 
There's a reason that you were created and you need to walk in it. Don't sit back, don't settle for it. Don't step back, don't lie back, don't let your voice be stifled. I want you to open your mouth because God's got a word coming out of you that only certain people will hear. They will reverberate with it. It will be on the inside of them. They will then gravitate toward you because he created you a special way. Now, I will tell you this. I have been uh, privileged to have some people around me that lately I have heard the words, how are you as gifted as you are? And I have to give all praise and honor to God. Well, how can you not only write books, but you can do poetry? Well, that's what God gifted me to do. Well, how can you teach the way you teach that others are teaching it as black and white and it is yeah, I say I add the stereophonic sound and the color to it, but I enjoy God's word. And I believe that if I bring the energy and I bring the, it, the way that God has taught me, the way that I see it as being exciting and inviting, that you too will want to be a part of it. How can I have a group called My Sister's Place designed for women to have a safe haven to come to as they recover from devastation as they recover from grief as they recover from divorce or are now widowed as they recover i want them to have a place that they can come to and not only get the spiritual food that they need but they get the emotional uh stability that they need as well as the financial acumen that they're going to need to make the right decisions at the right time. They get the mental ability to thrive and to be confident in moving forward. I do that. Some people might do the money. Some people might do the emotion. Some might do the spiritual, but I put it all together. Why? Because that's the way God created me. If you're part of that, I'm loving it. Thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity, but here's what I want to bring out to your attention. Um, verse three said, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. The whole point is, it's not me. It's what God has gifted me to do. And just like in Matthew 25, when he gave the parable of the talents, that he has given us certain gifts. Some people have five, some people have two, some people have one. He knows exactly what to give you. And no matter what he gives you, you are to use it for the kingdom, for impact, for his glory, for your goodness, but his glory. So let me just quickly give you these five things that I want you to take away from today and make ready. Number one, transformation comes when you renew your mind. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That means thinking is required. We don't check our minds at the door when we walk into church. We, when we look in the Bible, we don't just forget that we know how to think. We think and we think appropriately. So thinking is required, but gratitude is desired. Why? Because we have to be grateful. It's not us, it's him. It's not what we created or, or did by our own bootstraps. We didn't pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. God is the one that has given us the strength and the desire and the discernment and all that he has given to us. He is the one that created us before the foundation of the world. So the number one thing here is grow. 
grow. If I had to just give you one word, grow. Transform by the renewing of your mind. You go to the next level head first. That means you got to think it through before you get there. You got to think a little bit differently before you get there. Number two, don't think too highly of yourself, but think sensibly. King James says, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. No, you should not. We have to be sensible. We have to be logical. You are gifted to do something, but you're not gifted to do everything. I used to tell my children, and I still do, your mother is able to do almost anything. Notice I said the almost. I'm not a master of all. But there are some things that I've been gifted to do. The electrical engineer in me will design and redesign and come up with something and rig it and strategize and look at the logical side and break it down. I am a do-it-yourselfer at heart. That's that tinkering side of me. But everybody can't do something with a hammer in their hand or a paintbrush in the other. They can't do that. That's not the way God designed them, but that's the way he designed me. Yeah, and I work pretty fast too, but that's a story for another day. Think sensibly. In other words, evaluate your gift. But in evaluating your gift, it's not what you desire to see. You need to see clearly. We need to see it the way God has intended, not the way we want to see it. You know, we don't think more highly of ourselves like on um, big ball of shot collar. No. We recognize that I've got some gifts, but I also have some strength, some weaknesses. There's some things that I cannot do and I need assistance in doing. In other words, the word here is alignment. Be aligned with what God has called you to do. Be Take your skills that you have and marry them with the right place, the right purpose, and the right people. Number three. The word gifts, he said he has given us gifts. That is the word charisma. The ma on the end, the M-A, means it's a result of grace. So let me read this definition for you from the Strong's Concordance. It says, gifts, this charisma, is the instantaneous enablement of the Holy Spirit in the life of any believer to exercise a gift for the edification of others. Let me read that one once again because you need to hear it clearly. It's the instantaneous enablement. You didn't work for it. You didn't learn it. You didn't go to school for it. You didn't try hard and hustle to attain this gift, this talent. It is an instantaneous enablement of the Holy Spirit. You know who it came from. Not something, but the Holy Spirit. In the life of any believer, that means that every single one of us has one of these gifts, something. If not several, you've got something that God has enabled you to do instantaneously without you having to learn it on your own. And it says it's to exercise a gift for the edification of others. In other words, it's not for you. Your gift is not for you. I tell people, I sing in the shower and it sounds so good. That's why Motown got their sound, but it's not necessarily for others. But when someone sings and they sing melodiously and they bring me into the presence of the Lord, they bring me into the throne room, 
you're singing for me. That is edifying me. That is a gift given to me. It's not necessarily for themselves. God says to Abram, you were created to be a blessing. I, you're blessed to be a blessing. In other words, the word here is give. So we're growing, we're aligned, and we're giving. But number four, the posture that we should have should be one to be used by God and not for selfish gain. Remember, this gift is to be for the edification of others, to be used by God and not for selfish gain. Let me say this. You can gain, but it's not your motive. You don't give to get. You can gain, but no, let me rephrase that. You will gain from the gifts that God has given you. He gives you those abilities. And so you are gainfully employed or you employ yourself or you use it so that you have something coming in. But the ultimate here is that it's not based on what we want to do. It's based on us submitting to God and the way in which he has created us. So the word here is submit, come under come under the idea that God has gifted you in such a way for such a purpose, for such a time as this. Line up with it. And the fifth thing, before I take my seat, or I'm already sitting, before I go, you're designed uniquely for a specific call. You are designed, you, Y-O-U, are designed specifically uniquely and God knows exactly where he wants to put you in other words no imitation I know the world says imitation is the highest form of flattery no be you let your voice be heard let it resonate let it come above the noise yes you can collaborate but don't imitate be unique God didn't create two people exactly the same even if you were twins there are some differences that you need to identify. And let me just say this here. Differences are not deficiencies. Differences are not deficiencies. It doesn't mean that you're less than because you are different. It just means that God knew you and he put his fingerprint on you. And just like our fingerprints are all different and we can be found based on that and we can be determined who we are based on that. Do the same with the gifts that God has given you. So the word here is unique. So in other words, I need you to grow. I need you to be aligned. I need you to give. I need you to submit. He says, and I need you to be unique. Think about the disciples. They were not all the same. We know them by name. Peter was a hothead. I don't necessarily have a temper too often, but Peter was that hothead. He would cut you and cuss you in the same breath. John was the loving submitter, the one that always followed, the one that was at the cross, the one that was even called himself the beloved of God. He knew he was loved. Matthew was practical, yet pious. Luke was detailed and logical. Jesus, or let me say Thomas, the doubter, you know, he was skeptical, but he still yet believed. Jesus asked and answered when he was in the synagogue. Even at the age of 12, he did not go with the grain. He went against the grain. Hey, y'all shall do this. He knew 
because he was God. He knew the truth. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man is going to come to the Father but by me. It's not what you are doing and the religiosity of the day. It's all about relationships. So let me boil it down to you in two commandments because you couldn't take in all 10. Then you added 673 additional. No, that is not the answer. You made my house a den of thieves. It, it's supposed to be a house of prayer. No, he came in. He was rogue in some instances because he recognized that they were going off the wrong path. They were going off track. And so he put them right. So none of them were the same. Jesus, as he walked, there was a difference about him. He was unique in everything that he did. He was God all by himself and you are you all by yourself. You need to know that. Question is, where is your voice? Who are you? Let's bow. Most gracious and heavenly Father, God, we thank you. Thank you for creating us the way that you have. Thank you for blessing us to be able to be a blessing to others. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to serve. Thank you for allowing us influence and impact in the kingdom. Thank you, God, for who you have made us to be. We will reverence the fact that we are your design designed for a purpose, designed based on your plan, designed for such a time as this. God, use us in a mighty way. We surrender to you today, thanking you, giving you all praise, honor, and glory because you truly are worthy. Thank you that you didn't create us like anyone else. Help us to then be content. Content with knowing that we can come to you whenever we need something, that you will teach us the lessons that we need to know, that you will grow us in the way that we should grow and you would allow us to give in the fashion that you would want us to give. Thank you, oh God, that when we're truly in divine alignment, Father, that we will be able to do exceeding and abundantly, that we will then go by leaps and bounds. Quantum leaps will happen. Multiplication will happen. Thank you, Father for trusting us. Thank you, God, for trusting us. Help us to trust you more. Help us to step out on faith. Help us to walk in the calling that you have called us to. Help us to show forth your praises, oh God, so that even though others might praise us, they will glorify you. Thank you, Father, for what you have created in us. We just ask, Lord, help us to make ready for the next level that you have gifted us on. We're going to bless you always. We're going to honor you always. In Jesus' name, we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Well, God bless each and every one of you. It is truly my pleasure. You are gifted. Go do something with that gift. We're going to talk about those gifts next week. So go ahead and come back and listen to this again. Be encouraged, be inspired, be you. Amen. God bless. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, helping you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. Have a fantastic rest of your week. You can find 
us online at shantahaines.com. That's C-H-O-N-T-A-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. We are a division of Heart to Heart Truth Ministries and Heart to Heart Truth Foundation. Donations are welcome at shantahaines.com backslash foundation. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.